Sema Church. This is Robin McKinnon, and I'm super excited to continue our Friday podcast series with stories of hope. Today is Friday, May 29th, and I'm really, really stoked to be joined with two incredibly dear friends of mine, Greg and Molly, and excited to have a chance for them to share with you their story of um, some craziness and some beauty that has occurred over the past few months. So, Greg and Molly, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> so, I would love for you guys to share a little bit about your love story. <clears throat> okay. Greg? <laughs> How far back do we want to go? Uh, whatever, whatever you want to share. We can take the, the shears to anything that's not interesting, I guess, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so Molly... Greg was going on a ski trip, <laughs> and I jumped in on it like with a month to go yeah yeah so what would it have been march of last year i guess right yeah we um actually started dating but before that we'd been friends for a while and and gotten to know each other vaguely through soma and then i decided i was going out with a few friends to colorado to go skiing and about a month before asked anyone else was interested and molly hopped in and from there we uh, headed out and skied for quite a few days out in Denver, and she fell down the mountain, and I fell down oh after her. <laughs> that's terrible, but yeah. No. <laughs> I wiped out on the mountain, that's for sure. <laughs> and so you returned, and you began to date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then we're engaged. Yeah, in December of 2019, mm-hmm. we got engaged, and so we pretty much started planning our wedding right after that. And so you're, tell us a little bit about your original wedding plans. We had a lot of original wedding plans. <laughs> Which wedding plans? <laughs> uh, the originals, I guess, yeah. But yeah, no, it started with, uh, well, I guess to begin with, we kind of thought through how, how big of a wedding do we want? What's the budget? All of kind of your classic questions you would ask when planning a wedding. What's um, important to us? Yeah. In the wedding. Yeah, so we, we set a budget and then decided, okay, we'll try to work within the budget and, and not let the cost get too high. Um, so originally, we're, like, we're going to keep it a small wedding and go out um, go out to Tahoe with basically just family and do kind of your standard destination wedding um, and be able to use that as a time to enjoy just with our families and a chance for our families to really get to know each other because... Um, our, fa- our families had met but hadn't really gotten extended time together so we thought this would be a great time for um, her immediate family, my immediate family um, to all be able to stay. The plan was to get a big Airbnb out in, on Lake Tahoe and just stay for like five days out there together. Um, maybe that sounds like a bad movie plot but <laughs> uh, be able to stay together and get to know each other and, and have some fun together um, and added bonus it would have been in March and gone skiing. So. <laughs> Uh, but long story short, as, as we continued to investigate that just legally with the Airbnb stuff, it got more and more complex. Um, the price kind of kept going up and up as they found out we were trying to kind of host a pop-up wedding in the backyard of an Airbnb (laughs) and people weren't too pleased about that. Um, and so eventually you can't jump through the loopholes with the wedding industry. Yeah. They find a way to squeeze out every dime. (laughs) But eventually we decided, okay, we liked the idea of a small wedding. Um, so thought it was nice to be able to have aunts and uncles, cousins 
um, and maybe a few friends there as well, where we could just enjoy actually having time with the people at our wedding um, and not having to feel like we're bouncing around and, and our t attention was torn all day. Um, so we decided we'd stay on the course of a smaller wedding uh, with mainly family and I'll, Molly, if you want to take over <laughs> from here. Yeah, so we decided um, to just do a backyard wedding at my parents' house, which that was going to be special. Like, my, I grew up in the house that my dad grew up in, and then my, when we moved in there, my grandparents moved into the backyard, like, they were backyard neighbors, so, like, grew up running in between the backyards, and then my grandparents moved out of that house, and my aunt and uncle moved in, <laughs> so it's just been, like, the Holtis household, like, for the last 20 years, so it's going to be super special to have the ceremony at my aunt and uncle's backyard, and then the reception at my parents' backyard. Um, and so it seemed we had everything figured out pretty much. I had just put the deposit down for the like tent and party rental stuff and hair and makeup and the pies. I don't know. We had everything figured out. And then that was like March 2nd, I think, when I made all those deposits. And then obviously... COVID happened, <laughs> the yes. shutdown happened. And so your wedding, the date you were planning to get married was? Was May 16th. May 16th. And, and that would have been down by Cincinnati. You're from Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so like right when everything started shutting down, my, my mom was like all excited because she's like, Molly, you've literally like the Lord has provided like you planned something that like can't get shut down because it's in the backyard. It's like under a hundred people. It's like, because originally everything was, like, anything over 100 people you can't have. So this is, like, March 14th. We're heading down for what ended up being the only bridal shower that I had. <laughs> um, and um, that was right before, like, everything shut down. So we were all, like, super hopeful there that we would still be able to have, like, our planned May 16th wedding. Because back then... People still thought it was going to, like, we thought, okay, this will last two weeks, this will last mm -hmm. three weeks, but it'll all get back to normal in plenty of time for our wedding. So yeah. we still weren't at that time thinking, should we change it? <laughs> Though I think there was a creeping thought of, yeah. like, will people want to come? Yeah. Because uh, even at the bridal shower <laughs> for Molly, some of the family was starting to feel uncomfortable yeah. and, and wasn't able to make it um, just because of some of their own health considerations that they were taking into account. Mm -hmm. So I think we both were kind of starting to be like, well, we just hope we can have, you know, a lot of people there that we wanted to be there because we yes. kept it small in the first place to be able to enjoy the time with those specific people. Um, so to see that kind of slipping away was already kind of sad, but it's still going to be our wedding day. It's still going to be, you know, enjoyable and, and great. So we still at that point, we're planning to plow towards May 16th. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you were, um, you had purchased a place to live that you would move into after you were married, mm -hmm. and we're starting to fix it up, right? That's, that's yeah. Great, yeah, we started to we Greg demolished the whole kitchen uh, yeah. like second week of February, and yeah. so down to the foundation. Um, so we had. We figured why why get married and just walk into like something that's already ready and great and. Let's just take on all the challenges. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. So, let's add additional stressors. Yeah. So yeah. we wanted to look for all the stressors. So we figured a home renovation would be a great one. <laughs> uh, and, and so 
Yeah, the plan was it would be ready by May 16th. I mean, we started in February and we thought this will be great. Um, we had IKEA purchase our we, we purchased our new new cabinets from IKEA, and I just want to say never buy your cabinets from IKEA. <laughs> it was an absolute disaster. They're still in um, our garage right now. <laughs> and, and so yeah, we're trying to return those, um, but IKEA I probably shouldn't. Be, yeah, we probably shouldn't say this. In I don't a know. Maybe IKEA is great. Uh, we fully bad. endorse Home Depot. And, uh, yeah, don't buy IKEA. That's what I'm saying. So unless IKEA would like to, I mean, unless it worked well for you. No. <laughs> But. So you're in the midst of this home renovation and you're both still working and um, Greg, you're at Purdue doing research and then the wedding, all, all COVID starts, the wedding plans start to look a little different. And then Molly, your work, tell us a little bit about how work changed for you and what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a physical therapist and I work at an inpatient rehab hospital. So the patients that I treat, they live at the hospital for a few weeks. Like they've already been at like the acute care hospitals. So like your IU or your Methodist, but they're not safe to go home yet. So they come to my hospital where we rehab them to be able to, the goal is always to get them home um, or to like the next level of care. So they're in house for like my average patient stay is like three to four weeks. Um, And so we, being in the hospital setting, like we're taking all the precautions that we can to like limit the spread of COVID, but you never um, know. Like at that point, I was the biggest risk. Like, right, we were, as staff, we were the biggest risk to our patients coming in. We don't know like if we have it or not. Um, So I was like pretty anxious about that. Um, Just not knowing um, if, I don't know. As a as a healthcare provider, you want to be able to like help get them better, and mm-hmm. the thought of like me being able to like get them really sick like that was putting a lot of stress on me, and then just um, yeah, everything else going on, and so ended up I ended up moving into our unfinished house like end of March just so that I could limit a lot of exposure um and so that like Greg and I could still see each other um as best that we could without having a lot of different exposures I guess sure Um, it's really what we talk about when we say you were loving your neighbor well like you were trying to limit all of the contacts you had for the benefit of your patient's health mm -hmm. and then Greg where were you living at this time I was kind of back and forth between Purdue and Indianapolis. Uh, so yeah, I, I do, during the week, work up at Purdue and had an apartment up there um, that I would stay in during the week. But as some of the COVID stuff started to ramp up, um, to be able to see Molly more often, I was, I've was i been able to stay with my folks down here on the weekends. And so I was staying um, down there more frequently. And, and we'd spend more time during the weeknights together then. And I was basically just commuting back and forth to Purdue. Um, and so, yeah, for the most part, I'd say I was up at Purdue, but that was changing as kind of the COVID stuff was happening and as we were getting closer to our wedding because on the weeknights, I was doing the home renovation. So uh, pretty much so every, at that point, every we night did of the have week, a floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every night of the week, I was coming home and, and working on um, installing the new floor or fixing drywall, painting, whatever it may be. Um, so I was still back and forth quite a bit. 
And then what happened that that changed wedding plans in general? Yeah, so <laughs> there was, I would say, like, right after all of the shutdown happened, um, we were still pretty hopeful still for our original wedding date. But then the more we thought about it, it was just like, there's no way that we're going to have the wedding that we have, like, planned for or, like, had in our head. And... I was having a hard time with that just because I think the like the history in our house I had like gotten really excited for it. I think one of the comments that made it the worst was my grandpa who just turned 90 when we were down in Cincinnati for the bridal shower. He like comes up to Greg and I and he's looking out at the backyard at tears what, streaming tears down in his eyes and he's like there have been a, so remember he's lived in both the homes of the backyards we are going to be using and he was like Molly, there have been so many memories in these yards, but never a wedding. And like, oh, it killed me. Like, just thinking, like, I was, I was so excited to be able to, like, have that and, like, share that with everyone. Um, and so coming to the terms that, like, that's not going to happen. Um, I was struggling with that. But, like, early on in all of this, Greg and I were both like, we don't want to just wait for the day. Like if, if it's not going, if, if we have to like the thought of postponing it, we're not, we don't want to do that. Like we should just get married. So like, I think then we kind of started thinking about, okay, what is, what is the plan going to be now? Um, and so I remember like talking to my parents. I texted them like on a Monday and I was like, I'm just like really bummed about things. Like we just know it's not going to be like what we had planned. And their response was like, no, Molly, it's, it's still going to be great. Like we're still going to have it on May 16th. And then Greg and I called them like that Monday night. I think it was I'm trying to remember dates, March 30th, March 30th or something like that. And um, we were like talking through it and we got off the phone and it was still May 16th was going to be the date. We'd kind of pushed for it to change, but it was pretty clear at that point. Molly's mom was like, nope, it's going to be May 16th. <laughs> because and... I mean, she was just as excited too yes, for that plan. And so it's like, okay, whether it looks like the wedding we have planned or it's going to be like 10 people, we'll still just do it May 16th. Well, then I was like, I was kind of an emotional mess that day. And it was really sweet because like Greg and I had gone on a walk and I was just silent the whole time and like just wasn't saying anything. And we get home and like Greg makes me dinner. He's like, go have your quiet time. And so I go and I'm just like reading this passage over and over again in Isaiah. And what sticks out to me was like, um, he will make a way in the wilderness. And I kept like repeating that. And then there was, and I'm going to get it wrong, but just talking about like, and he'll allow you to see the way. And I was like, show me the way. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, what's the plan? Um, and just like kept repeating that. And then the next day, he made the way pretty Things went clear. From bad to worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, because so I'm working at the hospital. It was announced that there was 
like a positive case there. And as a therapist, you're having constant interaction with patients and with each other. And as like as good a job as you can do of distancing, like in our job, you just can't. Um, and so you have to kind of act as if you've been exposed, even though you like you don't know if you were. Um, and so I called Greg on my way home to let him know because he's living at his parents' house. Um, and so in a more high-risk population, I guess you could say, but um, just so that they could be aware of what I could have been exposed to. And that's when <laughs> things changed very quickly. Yeah, I think at that moment it was uh, got off the phone with Molly after she told me they had a COVID patient in the hospital um, and told my folks. And my dad was like, well, you can pack your bags if you go over and see her uh, and not come back. And I don't know, that's not even really uh, changing the words to make it sound less harsh. I think that's about what it was. And, and it was basically like, yeah, if you go, if you go see Molly, um, you just can't stay here anymore. You can't come back. So... I packed my bags. It was a very bizarre moment. Um, it was literally like, I mean, I'm 20, I think 26, <laughs> 26 years old. So, I, I mean, I don't feel like a child, but like there is still some of those elements where you're like, well, you do still like, you know, I'm coming home pretty frequently and, and staying with them. Um, but this was like the clear delineation <laughs> of, you know, you've, you've walked away from childhood and now you're getting married when you walk in that door. Um, and and so that feeling was like pretty heavy. Um, I went up to my room, packed some of the, the things I had left at my folks' place into a few bags and then said bye. And then drove over to Molly's, um, on the driveway, called her up, said, hey, if I walk through that door, like I can't go back to my parents' house and I'll be, I guess, going back up to Purdue. And so that's when she's like, well, do you just want to get married? And so that's when we planned our third wedding in three months. And so, yeah, we uh, decided that moment that we would get married um, soon and then looked at the weather forecast and it looked like Friday was a good day. So we decided <laughs> Friday would be the day that we would get married. I think so that was April a Monday 3rd. or a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. So Tuesday we decided that and when, or Friday we got married. So... Because when we called my sister to tell her that the wedding was actually going to be on Friday, she was like, this isn't April Fool's, right? <laughs> and it wasn't. It was March 31st that we yeah. told her. Yeah. So we, we sat down, talked about it, and decided um, for the rest of the week, I'd just go up to Purdue, and, and then Friday we would get married. And so we made some calls to family and, and explained what was going on. Um, both sets of parents were super supportive mm -hmm. of it. It was a shock, I think, especially to Molly's family. <laughs> Since we had, just, <laughs> we had just, we had just talked to them yeah, the, night the night before. Um, um, but I think um, what was clear in the conversations was that the goal was for us to be married um, because we wanted to enjoy marriage together, and we, when we wanted to walk through all of this together, and not have to do it separately or going home to our, you know, our individual places or what have you, but be able to support each other fully through it. Um, and it just seemed like we were putting undue stress on each other, like, in always, you'd read an article and, like, it would give, like, an outline of, like, dates of when things are getting pushed back to, and every time you read one, it's like, oh, like, 
that is it, that our wedding date is that close to our wedding yeah. date is that our honeymoon yeah. yeah and it's like it's a time that's stressful enough like we don't need to have this added stress just for our original plan um and so it's like once we went with once we had like decided okay that friday we're going to get married all of those like um like the sadness of what we weren't going to have like that completely went away because it was just like i was it we were able to like think about and look forward to what our day was actually going to be what and, was going to be mm-hmm. so how did you plan a wedding in three days i don't know uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've greg scoped out a spot on wednesday he went out and went to eagle creek went walked to, around and, and looked for a, a nice wedding venue yeah that could host he was sending me pictures throughout the day and i would just be like oh yeah that looks nice yeah <laughs> yeah well let me tell you it wasn't hard because we had stripped out all of the extra stuff um, so really what you're looking for is an open area where a few people can stand and you can say your vows. And, and that was it. So it really wasn't hard. Um, I think, yeah, it's easy to get wrapped up in like when we were planning, even the smaller wedding we had, things like the, the stupid chairs that we couldn't decide <laughs> on and um, bickered back and forth about how much we were spending on chairs. And, and you know, this really showed you like what the day was about. And yeah. so it really made it easy to decide, here's how we're going to go about doing it. And um, we'll strip it down to the essentials and, and hopefully have, you know, a nice, nice time with family and, and be able to have some photos for the day. And, and that's what the wedding's going to be. And we'll have, a, we'll have a reception later. So it's not like we won't be able to celebrate with the rest of our family. Uh, but the wedding day itself... And it is a, it's a simple ceremony, mm-hmm. so it, it doesn't take everything else for it to be a beautiful day. And that, I think, was clearly shown mm-hmm. um, when we eventually got married that Friday. So so share a little bit about your wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got up, and it was nice. Like, I just had a, like, quiet morning, which was really, I think it was really good in that time. I, it gave me space to, like reflect and realize like what was actually happening um and it was just me I wrote letters to like my parents and my sister who would be coming up and um to Greg and then Greg came down from Purdue and (laughs) very unconventional we the bride and groom spent the morning like just hanging out we went grocery shopping got our honeymoon food (laughs) to Trader Joe's our beautiful honeymoon that would take place in Castleton, <laughs> Indianapolis. Because uh, we're like, well, all the restaurants will be closed, yeah. so we need to get some food for, for the weekend. And um, I don't think I started getting ready until like 3 o'clock. Um, got married around 5. Got married around 5. So, yeah, I did my hair and makeup and then my parents showed up and my sister and they brought I had um the florist I was going to use in Cincinnati she put together a bouquet for me last minute I sent her an SOS and she put whatever she had together um the night before and dropped it off at my parents house and they brought it up and then we just did all the other flowers from we combined bouquets that I had gotten at Trader Joe's and it worked out really well 
Um, yeah, the morning of, uh, we didn't have a photographer yet. Yeah. We were planning on Robin taking photos. <laughs> I think when we asked her, she said, quote, I've always wanted to shoot a wedding. <laughs> I might have said that. I, I clarified I had no skill, but I had willingness. Yeah. 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 Like, we just need something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so shout out to Leah. She texted me in the morning and she was like, can I do anything for you? Like make a bouquet or anything? Well, I already had the flowers covered, but I was like, the one thing I was like, do you know a photographer? (laughs) And she was like on it. And literally within like two minutes, um, Cassandra had agreed and she was just amazing she did like such a good job with absolutely no notice and didn't know where we were getting married I mean we hardly knew where we were getting married and all I said was we we just want pictures of the ceremony like I gave her no other details um yeah, we showed up and she sh- she took some of the uh, coolest pictures I've seen <laughs> of a wedding yeah. and so and, it's just I mean it's super special to actually have like pictures of the day um and so then yeah our original plan was for me to drive greg like for the both of us to drive down together but i'd just blindfold him so that he wouldn't see me (laughs) (laughs) but then my sister ended up driving me down so um yeah so we all met up with everyone all of our guests greg's family and my family and the mckinnons and um they set up the whole ceremony site while I sat in the car because I was already in my dress, so Greg couldn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had it set up, did the ceremony, um, which went off with a hitch after the <laughs> cop showed up. And um, we talked a cop into letting us get married as Molly was starting to walk down the aisle. And So we thought we were going to have to plan a fourth yeah, wedding we minutes within away 20 minutes. So that you could have asked about how could you plan a wedding in 20 minutes. Yeah. But, <laughs> that we, but we didn't have to go that far. So, <laughs> so it was a park a park police officer. IMPD. Oh, IMPD. was yeah. an actual cop. Yeah. So, but you had 10 people around. I mean, you were right at your limit of what yeah. you needed. And yeah. everyone was very far apart. Like, my sister was maid of honor and Dan... Greg's brother was best man, and they were, like, at least 12 feet from us. <laughs> so, no reason to shame. We, we were able to do it appropriately. Yes. But it was, it was weird when you're up there and you're looking at Jenny, Molly's sister, you know, literally a stone's throw away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, it was, it was nice to... Mm-hmm still though be able to have them up there with us yeah for sure and we still got like really sweet personal touches like my mom brought my grandmother's quilts Mm -hmm. and then used like my antique table that was gifted to me from my grandparents for our communion table and it's just like when you think about like when we think about the day like as you can tell like we can recall like every minute Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the day and Every bride that I had talked to beforehand, they're like, just like think of of one thing because it's going to just like completely the day is just gonna go by and you won't remember anything. I was like, wow, I I remember everything. <laughs> Not yeah. just one moment. So that was really special and yeah, just the ways that the Lord provided through all of it was just 
incredible. Like, my parents were coming from Ohio, and, like, Ohio the next, that Monday was, like, shutting down travel between states, or at least as best they could, you know? And so, and, like, everyone was healthy, and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could go on and on about. Do all you the... do you regret or grieve that you didn't have the the May wedding that mm-hmm. you had planned? No. So we ended up going down to Cincinnati for the May sixteenth weekend because I still had some days off that I had kept for when I had previously previously asked off for the wedding and. I was kind of really wanting May 16th to be, like, a really nasty day. (laughs) Rainy, thunderstorm. Yes, like, thunderstorm all day. (laughs) Yeah, to be like, oh, it would have been horrible anyway. And when we woke up in Cincinnati, like, it was, like, just a soaking rain, like, gray. And we kept being like, yeah, this would have been a horrible day for a wedding. And then it turned into a beautiful day. Like, it, we sat outside, like, all day. And I think that was super sweet to, like, have that, too. Like, knowing that it still would have been, like, a beautiful day for a wedding. And we would have had a great time. But there is no regret whatsoever in getting married when we did. Because it's just so much better to be married. (laughs) Well, and I think, like, we've had the unique opportunity to compare two dates. Mm -hmm. You know, like, normally you set your wedding date and you wait the six months, the year, whatever it may be to get to that date. And of course that date, hopefully, if it's, you know, you're making a right decision, is a great day and you're excited about it and it goes off and, you know, you're thankful that you had it that day. Um, but not many people get to look at the date that they had planned and then look at the date that they're forced into a month before, or six weeks before, and, and compare, is that change in time, that six weeks, would that have been worth it to wait for the, the ideal day, or would it be better just to be with your spouse? And we got an opportunity to make that comparison, and I think like resoundingly we both would say, nope, it's worth every day that you could be together mm-hmm. to move up that wedding mm-hmm. uh, and, and do so in a way that you know, maybe gets rid of some of the extravagance and some of the you know, things that you plan or, or that maybe society normally fits into a wedding. Sure. Um, but it's exponentially better to be able to spend those days with your spouse Mm -hmm. and without a doubt I think like 100% of the time moving moving forward that would be my recommendation like hey like the wedding day will be great whether you have the giant extravagant wedding that you've always desired or if you have you know the small backyard spur of the moment (laughs) wedding like at the end of the day you know those days after the wedding are really what's special about Mm -hmm. your wedding day and um yeah so that's beautiful Any um, closing thoughts on on things the Lord taught you through this process? Hmm. (laughs) Um, Flexibility. And so I'm not good at making decisions. And so it was really, it's been cool to see like how the Lord's like just really directed us in these decisions that we've had to make. Um, and then just the peace that came with those mm. decisions. Um, and it was just a super sweet time, like, before we made the call, like, to get married when we did. Because just the amount of time we spent, like, in prayer and just, like, 
really reflecting and like talking about it was just like so rich and then just the confidence that comes with that like I was confident in marrying Greg like before all of this but like standing up and giving my vows after like going through an experience like that like oh even more confidence you know and it was just like I mean it was totally the Lord's just like hand in all of it and I keep saying like I never want to forget like any of this because of like what the Lord has taught us in it and it's like it's so easy to like okay go through this experience and then when another stressful thing comes and big decisions have to be made like to forget like how he like brought us through something so big already so it's like I never want to that I think that's a big thing is just not forgetting like these lessons and yes yeah I'd I'd say too the biggest lesson I think is that I've taken and you can expand it outside of this uh, outside of marriage is that like God's institutions that he's defined Mm -hmm. are good in their own like Mm -hmm. we don't need to add to marriage you know like the the institution of marriage is like a relationship to to bring God glory like it's able to do that whether you have a large wedding or not. It's able to do that whether you have a big party or not. Like, mm-hmm. it will do that if you allow it to and you give it the proper, you know, attention that it's required. And and it'll be sweet when you get to do that. And so I think that's what I've been able to see through this whole thing is that, you know, us as people add so much to make these experiences what we would call like worthwhile or exciting or, or thrilling. Um, even like in a church, I think we like are constantly looking for ways. How can we make this more appealing to the general public? How can we make this you know more engaging for you know the people showing up on a Sunday? And we do the same thing with weddings, right? Like, well, would people want chicken or do they want steak? Like, what will they say after we're done? And it's like you're gonna get barbecue if you're coming to our wedding, but it'll be good barbecue. But and graders, it's gotta be long, good food, yeah. Right, long right? story, yeah. That's what people care about is the food. That's what I've been saying. No, that's that's what I've talked and learned about is that it's about the food. No, no, it's really, it's really, you know, it's it's a you know, the things that God has designed are good enough on their own, and we should leave them at that, um, and, or at least not necessarily like not look for ways to like make it more engaging, or but we should rest in the fact that we know that that alone will suffice, and anything we do on top of that isn't necessary for making it better. It's just maybe something we can enjoy. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest thing I can say I've learned from this is like, we don't need a lot of the things we claim are super important on these days or in these institutions. Mm -hmm. Um, let's just look at what God designed and start there. And because I think usually what happens is the focus starts to, to broaden and you start to view those extraneous things as super important when it's just not, um, so whether it's marriage, whether it's a church service, whether it's, you know, even like parenting or something, mm-hmm. like all these things, the way God has designed them and the way relationships are supposed to work, like we need to just stop looking at like all the little things and just focus on what God has designed into it. Yeah. Um, and once we get that down, then we can start looking at other things. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be a long time before we get that down. <laughs> yeah, it's well said. Thank you, Greg and Molly Schofield, <laughs> for sharing your story of hope with us. Yeah. It's really beautiful. I'm really grateful for your example 
of um, glorifying God and finding the beauty in um, a situation that a lot of people could have really allowed to lead to um, disappointment and um, yeah, deep sadness. So we are rejoicing in your marriage and we're thankful for your story. Thanks for tuning in, Soma.